I knew that there's a lot more out there that one shouldn't be confined where you born shouldn't confine you to that place uh social mobility was possible i was taught from a young age that it is possible and but the only way that you can achieve social mobility is through education which is something my mother was very passionate about and still is So I bought into the vision from a from a long time ago. Today I'm talking to Paul Saguka, who is the owner of Klein Goederest Wine Estate in South Africa. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom, Paul. I'm glad that I'll be talking to you today. Yeah, I heard um from you from Hein Kuklenbach. Yeah. You are winemaker at Klein um Gude Klein Goederest. Yeah. Yeah, Klein Goederest. Klein Goederest. And so why is it called Klein Goederest? Yeah, I think the direct translation it yeah. means small small place of good rest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the farm was established in 1905. Mm-hmm. Uh we are the third owners of the farm. Okay. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So Um Paul what was it about wine making that intrigued you how did you become a winemaker Okay I'm not a, I'm I'm a farm owner I'm not necessarily the winemaker Oh I see okay. That's 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 the difference okay. uh, yeah. the, the winemaker is a gentleman called Rodney Zimba mm-hmm. Rodney and I grew up on the same farm where our parents worked as farm laborers Really? We went on to study wine. I went to study business, mm-hmm. and then after 15 years of saving, we bought uh, that beautiful place, which was a rundown place, mm-hmm. and uh, we have built it up ever since. And we are now open to the public. That's amazing. So you you grew up on a farm, on a wine farm, then? Yes, a wine farm called Bexburg. Okay, and, yes. and was it? So what was it about the wine farm that then intrigued you i mean uh, that you wanted to also have a wine farm yeah you know in south africa if you grow up on farms as children of farm laborers it's almost expected that you'll be the next crop of labor for that farmer and uh, if you take into consideration our history of south africa the history of apartheid which speaks to uh, land disposition that talks to oppression in fact a, a, a town like franschuk was one of those towns that at some stage were reserved for white people only in terms of ownership so we grew up knowing that you know it's only uh, white people that have farms the black people are the labor uh but an incredible woman my mother noma roma said that in her family she'll be the last generation of farm laborers and that her children uh would be able to get an education and explore other opportunities outside of just being confined to be a farm laborer uh the irony of it is that we are back on the farm working in a different capacity but a farm yet still Yeah, but how amazing that your mother had that vision. It was was it something that she said since a young age to you? 
Yes, from a very young age. Um, mm-hmm. She was uh, unapologetic about it mm-hmm. and uh, focused on it and put in a lot of work in ensuring that we go to school so that uh, we can determine our own future, you know, that our futures are not determined on where we are born. So yeah. the narrative that I hope we can achieve with this farm is to say that it's possible in South Africa. South Africa may have a lot of problems, but the one thing that we have is the possibility. If it's possible for a child of a farm laborer to be a farm owner, then it's possible for the child of a domestic worker or a gardener to become a doctor. And I hope that one day that the children of mine workers up in the north, that those children would one day share in the mineral wealth by owning the mines. And that's the kind of South Africa we want where everybody has an equal opportunity uh, to succeed and share in the economy of the country. But now, even, even, well, I'm I'm just thinking now, your mother, um, apart from everything about South Africa, your mother had this vision for her children and, and she thought it was possible and it it became possible but as a child could you understand that could you understand your what your mother wanted from you were were you driven then to finish school did you also have her vision yes i bought into it from a very young age because um i knew that there's a lot more out there that one shouldn't be confined, where you're born shouldn't confine you to that place. Uh, Social mobility was possible. I was taught from a young age that it is possible. And But the only way that you can achieve social mobility is through education, which is something my mother was very passionate about and still is. So I bought into the vision from a from, from a long time ago. And she was she educated? No, that's the irony of it. My mother never went to school, uh, and I guess that's why she had such an appreciation for school. Yeah, uh, she came from a village uh, in the east of the country uh, at a time when you needed a passport. It was called a dom pass to move from one part of the country to the other. And that was only applicable to black people. Black people could not freely move in the country. Uh, We had a homeland system. And she moved from that side to the winelands. She started working in the land, on the land, uh, in the vineyards, was later moved uh, to the cellar, worked under an incredible man called Hardy Lobsha, who was the winemaker at the time. And uh, Hardy taught her everything about uh, making of MCC. And for over 37 years, she worked in the MCC room and all she was responsible for was to cultivate the MCC. Really? Hardy Lobsha is currently consulting for us on the farm now on on, on wines and cellar and and everything. Uh, But that's what she did. That's why our flagship, the Noma Roma, is uh, an MCC that we've named after her, and it's doing incredibly well. It's a limited mm-hmm. uh, edition, 
but uh, it's our flagship and it's it's hugely popular. She's very much uh, a patron of, of, of the wine. Really? And it's so wonderful that you named the wine, wine after her. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought it important that we pay tribute yeah. uh, to her and all the other farm workers, especially women in the wine industry, uh, Black women in particular, that uh, we pay tribute to them. And us naming it after her was our way of honoring her. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's also inspiration, I think, for, like you say, for children growing up now on farms, thinking, you know what, I don't have to uh, be thinking in these terms of I have to be a laborer, Mm -hmm. the next laborer. I can be somebody else. I can have a dream and the dream can be fulfilled. Yeah, I think that's very important. Um, That's why when I was looking for a winemaker, I was deliberate in finding somebody like Rodney Zimba, who is black, who has the experience because he's been working in the wine industry for 20 years, so that children can be inspired, but also take note of the value chain that in the wine industry, you can, you can be so much more. You can be a cellar master. You can be a winemaker. You can be a wine merchant. You can be a wine ambassador. You can be a farm owner. Yeah. That it's not just restricted and that uh, we appreciate the value chain to say that there's opportunities in the ecosystem as well. But now, uh, what... I, I love this story of yours because I'm thinking now, I I speak to people. I mean, I speak to many artists as well, you know, pianists and, and cellists and dancers and everything has to do with a vision and it has to do with dreams that come true because they all start by playing one or two notes and then end up, you know, being a concert pianist or and and here is the same thing. You were a child and you had the dream and the vision and it's the education that you said. And it's also thinking a bit further, you know, thinking a bit wider than just you. Just not it's not just about you, you thinking now also getting a winemaker to to assist you in this and somebody also a, a black winemaker to to tell the story, to make the story further. Yes, um, there is a lot of correlation between art and wine. Yeah. In fact, winemaking is part art and part science, and it's the combination thereof that makes each and every wine unique. You would never be able to taste one wine that is 100% like the other. Uh, It's the uniqueness uh, that is brought out. And that is brought out by the people that that, that make out the wine. Uh, It's important that uh, just like in art, I am sure that an artist that is doing a painting would feel or visualize it in their head and put a, a brush to canvas or pencil to, 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 to paper and then transfer that 
And uh, the beauty of it is it from conceptualization to the end product, which is the same with, with, with wine, essentially. Yeah. So what are the types of wines that you have there on the farm? Yeah, we have, uh, of course, the MCC, a delicious MCC. Uh, it is, we keep it one year in uh, barrel fermentation. Uh, and then there is uh, aging uh, secondary uh, fermentation in the bottle. So you need at least three years before you can release it. So something very special. It's a brute uh, named after my mother, no, the Nomaroma, of course. Then we have a very fresh Shannon, a Shannon Blanc. Um, we have a Shiraz, which has become quite a favorite amongst our patrons. It is, uh, you know, you get the traditional pepper uh, notes from it. And uh, it's it's quite something uh, that we have done with the, with the Shiraz. Then we have a, a, a Cab Merlot blend, 90% uh, Cabernet, 10% Merlot. Uh, very structured wine, very elegant wine. And then uh, what we call happiness in the glass is a noble eight harvest, a sweet wine, a dessert wine to end of our tasting. We are in the process of uh, polishing up a Chardonnay. Uh, it's still in barrel. Some of it is still in tank. We're going to be blending it very soon. But I think we'll only release that next year. So a very small range. Our approach is that... Um, we're probably one of the smallest farms in the valley. And we cannot compete on size because we have a very small piece of land of only 10 hectares. So what is it that we can compete with? We can compete on quality, which is the quality of the wine, the quality of the service, the quality of the experience when you are on the farm. Uh, and, uh, but most importantly, uh, we, we are here and we are here to stay with a small range of excellent uh, boutique style quality wines. Amazing. Now tell me, how much did you, you said uh, the, the farm was run down. How much did you have to uh, change there? Did you use the vineyards? Were there already vineyards or did you have to plant? The, 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 the vineyards that were on the farm were in bad shape. They had a disease, so we had to uproot everything. So a lot of our investment went into the, the land, went into replanting. So we started on the land and that's where we spent most of uh, our investment. So we planted uh, Shannon, of course, we planted uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir that makes the MCC. We planted Shiraz, we planted Semillon and also a little bit of Nouvert. So the wines that we've planted, I believe, will be uh, of great quality. When it came to the buildings, I was very uh, clear that when it comes to the buildings, we need to treat them with respect. We're talking here about buildings that are over 116 years old. So our approach with the uh, buildings was that we keep the character of the, of the buildings. We renovate them to such a way that you don't take away the history and the character of the buildings. I will send you some pictures. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. I, will, I will add the pictures then to the video. That would be wonderful. Yeah. 
but it's so lovely that you keep to the to the tradition and to that to the style and the history because it is a part of that region isn't it that this this style and the building style so is it this cape dutch buildings yes let's start with the name we consciously decided to keep the name Klein Hudras because we need to pay homage to the people that were there before us. Yeah. We need to respect the history of the place and also the people that were there before us. So we kept the name Klein Hudras. Very important was that we keep the style of the buildings, making them functional without taking away from, from the history. Yeah. Now, I think that's wonderful. Um, so tell me what um, what is there? Can people come and visit you at Hudaris? Do you have a wine tasting area? Yes, yes, yes. We have a beautiful tasting room with beautiful gardens in the 1905 building. Now that building was the first building on the farm, and it was built as a cellar back in 1905. So we have a beautiful tasting room there. Then there is a second building, which, is, which was built in 1920. When we bought the farm, that house was the farm owner's house. So we renovated it and changed it a little bit to make way for a restaurant. We have a unique restaurant because we focus on South African cuisine. Uh, we believe that if you come from Europe, and you are in Africa, you need to taste and feel Africa. It doesn't make sense for us to try and impress you with French food yeah. in South Africa. So our main attraction is lamb on spit that we do oh, every wow. weekend. Yes, and that is accompanied by a feast, uh, buffet-style foods that goes with it. In winter, we do what is a chicken poiki course with it. Uh, we do a roasted bread, which is basically homemade bread done on, on, on fire. Uh, we put some nice bry meat also on the grill in summer. Uh, Cape style curried fish. It's just beautiful salads and beautiful desserts. It's just a feast, the African way that you can experience uh, at our, our restaurant on the farm. Well, I'm I'm coming to eat at your restaurant because it sounds amazing. But do you, you also do you also have traditional um, African food there? Yes, our sides are totally African. Okay, uh, from yeah, yeah, from anything from the side dishes, mm -hmm. uh, the hot foods. You you would you would know that you are in Africa when you are in our in our restaurant on the farm. Really? Oh, yeah. that sounds amazing! And yeah. then, um, but tell me now also about back to your wine. How much influence do you have in the wine making or in the in the tasting of or, or the type of wine? Do you work together with your winemaker? Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, I came up with a recipe to say what is it that we want our wines to, to, to be like? What must the profile be? Uh, it must be serious wines, but enjoyable wines. And that's the premise that we work, that we work from, that uh, the wines must be accessible, uh, drinkable, and delicious. So whenever we do a new wine, we'll sit around the table 
We'd go through similar wines. We would define the style. We'd define the palate. And then he has to go in and uh, do his magic to, to, to deliver the final product. And now also on your farm, you must also have laborers to help you. How do you... Um, uh, because you have you have come from that side yeah. of it, so how do yeah. you deal with that? How do you work with your laborers to to also motivate them? Yeah. Uh, the guys on the farm, especially the management, says that I have a softer spot for farm laborers compared to people working in the restaurant in the tasting area. Oh, really? In the cellar people. <laughs> I I, uh, I must admit that they are dear to me uh, because uh, many a times they never get the accolades. Yeah. The accolade always goes to the winemaker. Uh, but it all starts with the farm laborer in the vineyard tending to the plant. Uh, I always say that uh, in terms of remuneration, we need to remunerate our farm laborers better than many farms. Yeah. Because we know the hardships of farm laborers because our parents went through that. So as Mwatna uh, Gandhi said, that you must be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. So we are the change agents in terms of working environment, um, working conditions, uh, remuneration, uh, where people love how they love, uh, exposure to their kids. I am always excited about uh, the children, and I'm always, I know everybody's child. I know mm -hmm. where they are in life, uh, whether they are in primary school, secondary school, and when whether they are going to tertiary education. And I made sure that we contribute towards that. That we send them to school and to university to make sure that their children stand a better chance to say in life, I want to do this and not that. For them to, to give them options. Yeah. Uh, we support our farm laborers, especially when it comes to children's education. Mm -hmm. uh, let's take, for instance, uh, Rodney's family. Uh, their daughter, Verna, who comes, helps out on school, holi uh, university holidays and weekends, is the first person in their family to go to varsity. Really? And it is possible by our great support to say that, look, we are a young business, we are a new business, but if there's anything we can do to advance your children, we will do it by paying for university entrance fees uh, and that kind of thing. So I'm uh, very proud of her because she is the first person in her family to go to university. And it's possible because yeah. we want to change the narrative. That's amazing. And it's, it's really, you are so much proof of what can happen, what can be, and that dreams come true. Thank you very much. Yeah, you. I admire you very much. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to your visit. Yes, no, definitely. But I want to ask you now, um, you've had this dream to be on the farm and to own the farm, but what is the dream now for the future for you? 
Yeah, the, the dream is uh, to become commercially strong as a brand, to take our brand uh, beyond our borders and uh, to create uh, a place uh, which, which I believe partly we've done very well, a place where everybody can feel home, a place where the values of Ubuntu is upheld and the values of Ubuntu is that I am because you are. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the kind of homely place that we want to create. Expand from, probably into some accommodation on the farm and so on. That's amazing. So you're there to stay and you're there to develop. We're here to stay, we're here to develop. Yeah, that's great. I can, I can make a change and make an impact into the industry. Yeah, now that's wonderful. But... um. Paul, I wish you so much um, wonderful things for the future for for Klein Goederist. And I'm definitely going to to come and visit you because I want to come and taste the wonderful wine and the wonderful food. And it it will probably all just blend together. Yeah, no, send my regards to to Hein. You know, Hein has played a very important role in, in our establishment. Really? I arrived, I went to knock at his door and say, I'm your neighbor. How about we do mentoring? Because you've been here for many years and you have a wealth of experience. And uh, yeah, he gracefully accepted the challenge of, of, of playing the role of a, of a mentor to a new establishment in the Valley. And for that, we are eternally grateful. That's amazing. Now, I'll definitely... Um... Yeah, he gets credit also for, for many other things that he does. I think he's doing also wonderful work, but yes. that he recommended that I speak to you is also wonderful. I'm I'm very happy about that. Thank you very much, Rich. Yeah. Nice talking to you. And I hope to meet you in person soon. Looking forward to your visit. Thank you so okay. much. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.